Hello and welcome to Thoughts from the Bible. I am Adam Zander and have been serving as a missionary in Romania for over a decade. Join me every week as we look at simple thoughts from the Bible to help us in our daily walk with Christ and our relationships with our fellow man. Hello from Romania. I hope you're having a good week. Today is February 10th. It is very cold here in Romania. We have a lot of snow and I am already looking forward to spring. I'm ready to get outside. Last week, we looked at the believer in the book of Philippians. Today, we will look at the second message from a short series of messages found in the book of Philippians. The book of Philippians is one of the most positive and joyful books in the Bible. It is a book in the Bible that encourages us to keep our eyes on Jesus Christ and serve the people around us. That is one of the best ways to maintain peace and joy in our lives. So today, let's look at the mind of the believer, the mind of the believer. Our mind is very important. It is where we think, dream, plan, and ultimately decide to do or not to do something. It is also used in the Bible to show where our desires and direction are going. We need to guard our minds, strengthen our minds in the right areas, and use our minds for the glory of God. We are told in the book of Mark, chapter 12, verse 30, And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind, and with all thy strength. This is the first commandment. So we are to love God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. Our heart is where our desires lay. Our soul is who we really are and what will live forever. Our mind is where we make our decisions and think. And our strength is where we act out what is in our heart and mind. So first today, from the book of Philippians, we find in the first chapter, the gospel mind. What is this talking about? Let's read Philippians chapter 1, verse 27. Only let your conversation be as it becometh the gospel of Christ, that whether I come and see you or else be absent, I may hear of your affairs that ye stand fast in one spirit with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel. This verse is telling us to have a mind that is striving for the furtherance of the gospel. That is the gospel mind. It is a mind that is thinking, planning, and striving to give the gospel to this world. What is the gospel? It is the death, burial, resurrection, and ascension of Christ found in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Most Christians do not have a mind that is focused on the gospel and getting the gospel message to this world. Instead, they have a carnal mind. That is, they think of earthly, fleshly things and not about spiritual and eternal things. Let's read Romans chapter 8, verses 5 through 8. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the Spirit the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. 
Preaching the gospel and giving out the gospel is an important part of the Christian walk. The word gospel is found five times in the first chapter of Philippians and three more times later. It must be very important. The preaching of the gospel is where our power is found. Let's read Philippians chapter 2, verse 22. But you know the proof of him, that as a son with a father, he hath served with me in the gospel. Again, in Philippians chapter 4, verse 3, And I entreat thee also, true yoke fellow, help those women which labor with me in the gospel, with Clement also, and with other my fellow laborers whose names are in the book of life. We find the gospel again in Philippians 4.15. Now ye Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church communicated with me as concerning giving and receiving, but ye also. So the gospel is found a lot in the book of Philippians. The gospel is where our power lies. Romans chapter 1, verse 15 and 16, the Bible says, So as much as in me is, I am ready to preach the gospel to you that are in Rome also. For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. So the gospel is very important. We need to have a gospel mind. Let's read Romans chapter 10 verse 15. And how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. We need to have the same attitude that Paul had. He said, woe unto me if I preach not the gospel. Tell someone about Jesus Christ today. Let's have a gospel mind. The next mind of the believer that we find in the book of Philippians is a humble mind. This needs little explanation, unlike the previous point. We all understand what it means to be of a humble mind. Philippians chapter 2, verse 3. Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem other better than themselves. So the second thing we find in the book of Philippians is a humble mind. Let's read Colossians chapter 3, verse 12. Put on, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercies, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering. Like we saw last week, Jesus Christ is our pattern in humility. If he can humble himself and be born in a body of flesh, live under authority in this world, suffer the hardness and pain of this life, and then die on the cross, then we can also be humble. The Apostle Paul preached and taught with all humility. He could have boasted and been proud, but he stayed humble. Look what the Bible says in Acts chapter 20, verse 19, serving the Lord with all humility of mind and with many tears and temptations which befell me by the lying in wait of the Jews. He preached with a mind of humility. We are also not to have a high mind and think too much of ourselves. That is pride. It is very easy for us to think we are something when in fact we are nothing. Instead, we are to think about others and stay humble. Let's read Romans chapter 12, verse 16. Be of the same mind one toward another. Mind not high things, but condescend to men of low estate. 
Be not wise in your own conceits. So we find a humble mind in the book of Philippians. The next mind we find in the book of Philippians is an eager mind. What does the word eager mean? It means to strongly desire to do or want something. Are you eager to serve God? Are you eager to tell someone the gospel? Are you eager to go to church or fellowship with fellow Christians? Let's read how Paul eagerly reached forth to the future in serving God. Philippians chapter 3, verse 13 and 14. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Most of us are eager to do something. It might be a new challenge at work, a new book to read, or a hobby or sport we enjoy. When I was in America this last summer, I played disc golf for the first time, and it was a very fun thing to do. I really, really enjoy it. I was eagerly looking forward to playing disc golf. So we are very eager to go and enjoy what we like. We are also eager to get what we want. Maybe a new car or a new pair of shoes or trying a new restaurant. But what about eternal things? What about spiritual things? What about enjoying the Christian life and eagerly enjoying the joys of praising God and fellowshipping with the saints of God? Here in the book of Philippians chapter 3, we read and see how eager Paul was to win this prize. We feel how eager he was to know Christ and his power. Do we have such an eager mind? Do we have such a strong desire to please Christ, to know him, and to live for him? Most of us sadly do not. We need to adjust our focus, energy, and desires. We need to have an eager mind towards things that please God. The church at Macedonia searched the scriptures with all readiness of mind. They eagerly wanted to learn the scriptures. What a great example for us to follow. Let's read about that in Acts chapter 17, verse 11. These were more noble than those in Thessalonica, in that they received the word with all readiness of mind, and searched the scriptures daily whether those things were so. The last mind of the believer we find in the book of Philippians is a content mind, a thankful mind. Contentment, being thankful and happy with what you have and where you are in life, is of great importance and value. Let's read that in Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 through 9. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, and if there be any praise, think on these things. Those things which ye have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do, and the God of peace shall be with you. And then we read in chapter 4, verse 11 through 13, 
Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. I know both how to be abased and I know how to abound. Everywhere in all things I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. Discontentment is very, very common in this world. Many, if not most, people are discontent. It is very easy to have a discontent attitude. It happens to me and it happens to you. Discontentment will harm you and those around you. It will give you a bitter, grumpy, sad, and generally unpleasant spirit. The truth is we must learn to be happy with what we have and find satisfaction in God himself. All the things and money in this world will never truly make a person satisfied. The Bible says in Proverbs 27:20, "Hell and destruction are never full, so the eyes of man are never satisfied." Ecclesiastes 5:10, "He that loveth silver shall not be satisfied with silver, nor he that loveth abundance with increase. This is also vanity." Let's read a few passages from the Bible that command us to be content. This is of great practical value. Learning how to be content will give you joy, peace, and satisfaction. Let's read 1 Timothy chapter 6 verses 6 through 10. But godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we can carry nothing out. And having food and raiment, let us be therewith content. But they that will be rich fall into temptation and a snare, and into many foolish and hurtful lusts, which drown men in destruction and perdition. For the love of money is the root of all evil, which while some coveted after, they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. Money is not evil, but the love of money, coveting after it, is evil. Hebrews chapter 13 verses 5 and 6. The Bible says, let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with such things as ye have. For he hath said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee, so that we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. So the last thing we find in the book of Philippians is a content mind. We need to be content with what God has given us. In conclusion today, in the book of Philippians, we read of the gospel mind, the humble mind, the eager mind, and the content mind. Let's think about these things this week and work to apply them to our lives. I hope this was a blessing and help to you today. Thank you for listening, and I hope you have a blessed day.